Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR. You're listening in on 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. This week on Brainwaves, we are celebrating National Eating Disorders Awareness Week. And this year's theme is Let's Get Real. And today on the show, we are lucky enough that Brainwaves team member Rebecca is going to share a little bit of her living experience of mental illness. Um, And Rebecca, thank you so much for coming along and being grateful. We're really grateful that you're being brave enough to share um, your experience with us today. That's all good. Perfect. So take it away, guys. Um, Firstly, can you explain binge eating disorder? Um, So pretty much what binge eating disorder, it's eating um, a numerous amount of food at the same time. Um, Some people tend to binge over like a certain period of time so whether it's about an hour or two hours um a binge can last for basically any amount of time you really want um but it's basically just consuming in like a large amount of food in just a short period of time um usually some people don't stop unless they feel full but like a lot of sufferers don't really feel full at all they just eat until they feel uncomfortable. Um, So Rebecca could you please um, tell us how your eating disorder began? Um, So it probably began when I was about 13 probably in high school. Um, I'd always been a big girl and I think that's one of the stereotypes of binge eating disorder is usually people who are overweight suffer from binge eating disorder. Um, So probably, I think it mostly started because I was restricting a lot um, due to high school because I felt like, and this kind of continues today, is I feel like if I eat something healthy, I get judged because it's like, oh, look, like, look at that fatty, like, she's eating healthy, like, she's on a diet. But if I eat something unhealthy, then it's kind of like the opposite it's like wow she's just like stuffing her her face like a pig like it's kind of no in between so when I was at high school um I kind of I was pretty much a loner for a good two or three years so I ended up like sitting by myself at the library um and I was bullied quite a lot so I just thought it was so much easier to just not eat at school because no matter what like I'd get judged so I started restricting and when I got home from school I then started to binge because I was absolutely starving and this continued on for quite a while and when I started working I then was able to go to the supermarket because I worked at the supermarket and I could buy food and like no one would see 
see it because I just hide it on my way home and it kind of like always started from taking food out of like the fridge and then it's like a part of it is just lying to like your family and your friends about it is like when they ask oh where's where's all this food like gone like it's disappeared like it was in the fridge yesterday it's not there anymore and like it just started off with me kind of like sneaking food um restricting that school and then by the time I came home like I'd binge whatever I could get my hands on um and that continued for quite a number of years and eventually just kept getting worse over time yeah thanks for that um Rebecca um so from from what um just let me reframe from from uh, let me just uh, sorry recapture uh, where I'm at um so like from what um from that beginning how did it sort of evolve um <clears throat> so it pretty much evolved from restricting and then binging when I was younger and that was mostly due to bullying at school and just some family issues like I definitely was suffering from depression when I was 13 um, and then it kept getting worse I think it got to the stage where I was pretty much binging every day and that kind of didn't help at the time because I was self-harming and I had been self-harming since I was about 13 and so I would binge and then as punishment I would self-harm and then if I self-harmed like what I wanted to do is to binge because like binging comes from a, a lot of people who do struggle with binge eating disorder um it usually is emotional eating like emotional comfort like it brings you happiness and that but I found for me just like I was pretty numb either way and from very early on like I couldn't like I really didn't have any hunger cues and it's got to the stage now where I don't experience hunger like the normal person um like I really struggle to even have about like two meals a day other like and I feel like if I snack because what a common tip is by psychologists and psychiatrists is for binge eating disorder like there's a lot of evidence that says if you eat five meals a day like small meals that it can help with the binging it, it can help stop it but I find the scariest thing for me is if I snack like I feel like I won't be able to stop so I completely restrict myself altogether and like that affects me to this day like I think last week even I spent like two hours to three hours just crying trying to make like a meal plan because like I know I feel like when you've got an eating disorder it's just like the constant thing on my mind is is like food it's like what should I be eating what shouldn't I be eating this is bad for me this is good for me like I need to have this like what am I going to do like it's constantly about food like no matter what and food's a very sociable thing as well like you go out you have food kind of you celebrate events with food so it's like you can't really avoid it and you need food to survive so it kind of involves like it evolves over time and it just slowly gets worse because it's not it's not as bad as it was when I was like 14 because I used to like 
I used to bake cookies at like 3am in the morning, like this huge batch of cookies. And then by the time like my mum and my brother woke up, like they were all gone, like completely all gone. And they'd be like, you like you banged all these cookies, like where have they gone? And it's just, it's so shameful. And like, I'm so ashamed. Like I'm like, I'm terrified to even go out to Coles and buy stuff because I know people are going to be judging me. Because it, it happens, like it happens every day and like it affects you if you want to start eating healthy. Like I find I get obsessed with calories, I get obsessed with exercise. Like it, it's just, it's just like a cycle. Like you try to be healthy and then you go to the, you go to the other side of the pyramid where it's like you're restricting, you're very tight on calories but if you're not dieting, you kind of lose control and kind of lose, like, where you are and how much you should or shouldn't be eating. Yeah. <coughs> um, so um, how was your eating disorder travelling at the moment, would you say? Um, still very up and down, I think. It's still very much a struggle. Um but you kind of like have to get through it like day by day. I find some days are worse than others, but like it's like it doesn't change. Like food is constantly like on my mind. It's like, what do I do? How do I meal plan? Like, what am I eating? What shouldn't I be eating? And it's like, I find I buy all this food and then like, I just don't eat it because it's like, I can't like just push myself to make the food because I know if I make it, then it's just going to make, like, things harder for me. So I know it's definitely a struggle, but I'm trying to get help for it. I did seek help for, like, the first time um, last year, but that didn't really help too much. They'll just, like, eat five meals a day. And if you're someone who just really lacks motivation and that, like, organisation, like, it's just so hard and it's I find the actual sitting down process and trying to plan everything out is what makes everything worse like I think it would be so much easier if I didn't have to think or even do anything like about when it comes to food like if I could have it already there like not have to think about the calories and that like I think like I'd I'd be perfectly fine but like obviously when you live alone like you kind of have to like figure all that stuff out. Um, Rebecca, um, what elements of the disorder remain today? I know you've already said some of them, but what are the main elements that still remain to this day for you? Um, mostly the binging. So the binging's not too bad at the moment. Like I get stages where it, it's really bad, but that stems from like stress and just like pain, which isn't too hard to deal with, but I... Like, I try, I try my best to kind of avoid, like, having to binge eat when I'm really emotional. I try to avoid it as much as possible, but, like, you'll always slip up. I think it's kind of, like, a really different thing towards, like, when I self-harm, for instance, because when I self-harmed, I ended up kind of going cold turkey and then I've ended up being, like, for nearly five years clean now, so I haven't self-harm sense but with food like you need it like you need it to survive like you can't just completely starve yourself like you need you need to eat you need to be healthy 
Um, but restricting is probably one of the elements that have that has really stuck around and is really prevalent. And that's just because I'll wake up at like 8 a.m. and then I won't eat until like 3 p.m. or even 7 p.m. at night. And then even then I'm only getting like one meal a day and that's not healthy like whatsoever. Like I'm not getting calories, like the appropriate calories in. And if like I'm only eating like one meal a day, if if I'm having like a really bad day, like I'll just like order takeaway because it's like I can't bring myself to physically go in the kitchen and make stuff because I feel like the kitchen is kind of like the nightmare area and I try to avoid it as much as I possibly can although it's not really really realistic at all yeah. um so I think you may have touched on this earlier but what were the negative reactions that you've um experienced um <clears throat> so there's been a lot I think maybe it was it, it was probably a couple of years ago at the time I was living with my dad and my stepmom and I ended up because I don't know why I was just like so like so hungry that I ended up like like 2am in the morning I'd just sneak to the fridge like see what was in the fridge see what I can have and like it was just so bad because I think I ended up getting in a lot of trouble and everyone was just telling me that like you you have to stop like you have to stop doing this because you're just gaining weight and more weight and then it's I think the next stage was when, like, I'd go back home and when I'd have a binge, I'd hide all, like, the packaging because, like, I didn't want anyone to see and obviously everyone would see in the rubbish. Um, So, like, I got a garbage bag and I filled it all up with everything that I had over the past, like, three weeks I had been home. And then I think, I can't remember when it was exactly, but I, I feel like my mum and my brother like found like this whole bag of trash like in my room like just full of of like everything like I had binged on and like that was such an embarrassing like thing for me because it's because it's hard and it's it's very you feel very ashamed because of it (coughs) sorry I'm sick um and then I think also this one time when I was actively losing weight and I ended up losing 13 kilos and I think I hadn't had like chocolate or anything in about like three weeks which like for me that was like such a big deal I ended up going to work and just bought like a little chocolate bar and then a co-worker came up to me and said you do realize that you're not supposed to have a cheat meal every single day right and that just like made me feel so worse like I feel like I can't buy groceries without being judged. Like, I feel like that's a huge thing that if whatever I buy, someone's looking at it, someone's judging me. And then obviously those feelings can like start to spiral like you're like you're binge eating because you keep because you need something to kind of like replace the pain. And like if that's your if that's been your coping mechanism for years, like you're just going to turn back to it. But there's been some, like, horrible things that have been said. Like, even my best friend, um, probably, like, one of the times I've been at my biggest, she, we were going on this roller coaster ride anyway. And because I was too big, they couldn't put the bar down on the roller coaster. So, like, I couldn't go. And this is, like, I think 
it was the day after a binge and I, it was my other two friends went on the roller coaster and in front of everyone while they're up in the air, they just, she just screamed like Rebecca's too fat to fit on the ride. And that like, obviously like having something like that said, it's just like, like you, and like, this was a thing, like she didn't know, she wasn't aware I had an eating disorder, but like even that, like that can start the spiral of like, okay, I'm too fat, I'm going to restrict or I'm too fat, like I'm going to like purge, I'm going to binge eat. Like it's like, it's just so many people say small little things and they don't realise that all those little things add up and can actually contribute to like the problem and not actually helping people. Yeah. And what do you think would have been helpful to hear during that time? I think just like, look, I know you're struggling, but like, I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. Like, if you want to get help, like, I'll be there. I'll support you the entire way. Um, And just like, you're not alone to do with this because it's like the illness, it's like, it's so detrimental to your own mental health. It's, it can impact like other people's lives. Like in, there's all, there's all this judgment out there about like even fat people themselves and it's like it's crazy but the thing is like I won't lie like I've contributed to the problem like I used to feel like after a binge session to make myself feel better like I'd watch shows like 600 pound life like all those other shows because it made me feel okay I'm not as bad as them like I don't need to deal with this issue at the moment because I'm not I'm not 600 pounds like I'm nowhere near that like I can lose the weight like I can lose the weight in a year like I'll be fine like I'll just keep doing this in the meantime like I'll cope this way but it's like it's not possible because then before you know it then you'll kind of like be someone who could end up on those shows and I think like that's really scary for me but that's how I made myself feel better yeah um Rebecca, uh, did your eating disorder become a way for you to control certain elements of your life? Um, kind of, but, like, for me, the eating disorder actually made me feel uncontrollable, like I wasn't in control of my own life. The self-harm made me feel in control, but the binging just made me feel like I was out of control because then afterwards I would be physically crying because I would eat until I was physically uncomfortable and then I'd just have a breakdown and then cry and then I'd self-harm as punishment so yeah Um, can you talk us through some of your negative experience that you've had with professionals brushing off your disorder um I haven't really had many interactions with them based on the disorder um but the ones that I have had have just been like we need to sort out your depression before we can talk about your like your eating disorder because depression pretty much goes hand in hand with things like anxiety and I feel like the depression made my eating disorder worse um but I know I feel like people just thought there were like bigger problems to kind of talk about in that it wasn't really an issue, which is kind of detrimental because I ended up being put on a medication for 
my depression that ended up making me gain 30 kilos. So, like, that was completely irresponsible of the doctor who prescribed it to me. Um, And they obviously didn't take my um, eating disorder into thought because it's, like, it's a popular drug that is known for making binge eating disorder worse. Um, Rebecca, could you talk us through, I guess, um, what you see represented about eating disorders in the media and um, whether you think they're accurate or whether they miss some of the reality? Um, So most of the eating disorder stuff out there, like especially movies and that, um, it's not too bad. Like there is a lot of representation for anorexia, bulimia, um, but there's like you rarely ever see someone with binge eating disorder and if you do it's like very small roles like especially into the bone um, like there was a very small role of someone who had a binge eating disorder and I guess maybe that is because it's not like it like binge eating disorder can be deadly um, but in comparison to anorexia and bulimia like the long-term issues aren't as quick as as those illnesses are. Um, the kind of only portrayal I've seen which has been really accurate that I find is Kate off um, This Is Us, which like I absolutely love the show and that just talks about how her, like how she was always kind of big and then it was always like her mum talking about her weight and then kind of everyone focusing on her weight all the time and then after, like, spoiler alert, her dad dies, um, she feels guilty for it so she binge eats and it just keeps going on and then um, in the show, like, she's like she's really, really overweight and then it brings up issues of, like, fertility and ev- everything else. So I feel like it's a very accurate portrayal Um of how the character deals with things and how even, like, she hides food from her partner and doesn't want anyone to kind of, like, know. Um, And that's pretty much the only representation of, like, binge eating disorder that I've really seen. I haven't really seen anything else um, because I guess it's not, like, mainstream, I guess, like a mainstream eating disorder because there's so many out there. Like, there's the main few like anorexia bulimia and then there's the eating disorder not specified Mm. and then there's binge eating disorder so there it's kind of complicated but there definitely should be more representation yeah definitely um rebecca um diet culture can be incredibly persuasive and there's a lot of discussion about how super thin models or clean eating fads might negatively affect people's perception of their bodies. Over your time living with an eating disorder, do you feel that anything specific negatively spiked your disorder? Um, not really, because actually, like, when I was restricting and when I was, like, binging, like, I wasn't looking at models. Like, I wasn't looking at people on, the, on TV shows, like, because I honestly, like... I honestly thought I was like them. Like I thought, okay, they look the same as me. Like this is like this is okay. Like this is normal. This is healthy. Like it's fine. Um, 
because I've never I've never really seen a difference about myself to anyone else I think it's like especially when it comes to like dating and relationships and friendships like some people are just like oh like I'm way too fat for them or I'm blah 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 to this like oh no I can't like them because because like I'm way too fat but like for me that's not like that's not what I see that's not what I think at all um and I don't know like why I feel that way but I think because my eating disorder stemmed from being bullied about being fat that there was like this preconceived like image in my head that okay I've got to be skinny but like I've never actually tried to achieve that by my eating disorder because I know that it's not possible like I know if I restrict and then I binge like I'm I'm not going to lose weight I'm going to gain weight and I think um that's something that I've been aware of quite a while um but of course like what you see in the media does like can affect you like this is there's this ideal of what a body should look like and what a body shouldn't look like and everyone has their own opinion on that and I think it's just completely up to you and what you see I know that I'm not gonna judge anyone else like whether they're super skinny or super like really big because it's not my place and I just think for me what I'm working towards now is just being healthy and like just being happy and like hopefully one day like I'll get to the stage where I won't I won't like look at food and be like I actually hate this I'll be like this is what I need for nutrients and this is what I need and it's not gonna be like an illness any longer like it needs to I need it to stop like controlling me as a person because that's not who I am I'm not my eating disorder yeah thank you so much Rebecca do you have any um parting wisdom for anyone who might be experiencing something similar to you just quickly before we wrap up um mostly if you feel like you're struggling with an eating disorder definitely talk about it with someone maybe a professional because I know (laughs) friends usually although friends are nice they're not sometimes they can give you counter counterintuitive advice so I think it's best to talk to a professional um, even talk to your parents and just open that door and allow yourself to get help because that's the most important thing you have to be willing to recover and if you're not willing you won't recover yeah thank you so much Rebecca you've been fantastic for coming on the show and opening up about your experience Um, Just for any listeners out there who want to find any more support, the Butterfly Foundation has an online web chat as well as a helpline number, which is 1-800-334673 if you need any support or guidance, as well as Wellways Helpline on 1-300-111-500. They're always there for support as well. So you can find more episodes of Brainwaves at our website, brainwaves.org.au, and on the 3CR website as well, and on iTunes. Uh, We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.